I always say that you get an idea of how good a car is based off of like an average of a comparison between two drivers, right? So you get the second driver and you get the best driver and then you compare the two of them and the average, that's where, ideally, that's where the car is. The family sport now is Formula One simply because <laughs> race weekend, everyone sits down to watch the race. Like literally everyone in the house sits down to watch the race. So the guys who are on the top are going to be on the top continuously because at the start of the season, the Red Bull was the better car. You know that Lewis is going to win every race, so why do you even watch it? And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. You know, it's not as um, it's not as straightforward as it seems. I know that anyone can watch Formula One. Now. It's just a matter of like maybe just getting more people into it. Welcome to Off The Record. We are off the record. We're talking today, we're talking Formula One. So what is uh, F1? What is Formula One? You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this uh, earlier on. You know that the plot to almost every sport is kind of stupid. <laughs> if you think about it. I mean, football, yeah. right? So you've got uh, squads evenly divided. And you've got nets on each end of the field. And then you've got these grown men running around kicking a ball. And they're trying to get this <laughs> ball to the other net more times than the other guys do. That's basically what football is, right? But there's so much enthusiasm behind it. and It's kind of funny. I mean, athletics, you've got guys just running from one end to the other. And the guy who gets to the other end quicker <laughs> is, the, is the winner, right? So uh, Formula One, I, I feel like the plot to Formula One is just equally as dumb. You know, it's like uh, you've got guys driving around trying to complete a uh, predetermined number of laps and the first person to do that wins. I mean, if you look at everything at, in its most basic form, you know, yeah, it's kind of stupid. So yeah. that's what Formula One is. So I, I guess you just pick your, your stupid and just go with it. <laughs> it's like playing Mario Kart on, on the live field. And football is just like, you know, throwing a ball around. It, 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 it sounds pretty dumb sometimes. Yeah, I get, I get that, man. So, I mean, that's basically what Formula 1 is. You're just trying to complete, uh, you, you attempt, they attempt to complete a predetermined number of laps and the first person to do that wins. So, that's what Formula 1 is. But, of course, uh, that can't be the definition we're going with, so I'll have to get into more details. So, Formula 1 as a sport is the highest form of motor racing there is in the world. It is the pinnacle of motorsport. It's right up there. That's where... Every racer strives to be, you know, that's what you want to achieve. You want to be among those. I mean, Formula One is for the best drivers in the world, the guys with the super license, the guys who've got the super license points and all of that, the elite. That's where Formula One is. That's the pinnacle. So you only get into Formula One when you're absolutely good. I mean, some people buy their way in, but uh, majority of the time, you know, you have to be absolutely good. You could buy your way in, but you're not going to last if you, you know, if you don't have the skill. So you need to have the skill set, the necessary skill set in order to compete in Formula One because, you know, it's just, it's right up there, you know. And there's always people trying to get there. There's always people trying to get to Formula One. So, you know, you have to be at your absolute best if you want to stay there. You know? So... 
Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Formula One uh, basically is, and uh, I don't know what else I could mention uh, besides that. Uh, of course, the rules and all of that, but I think we can get into that later on. So, yeah. So when we talk F1, we talk drivers, we talk mm-hmm. instructors, we talk mm-hmm. championships, we talk, mm-hmm. you know, laps and all that. You would uh, mention predetermined laps and all that. Let's get to the championship. There's a drivers and there's a constructors championship. Man. Just, just yes. give us some insight. All right. So Formula One has, at the moment, there are 10 teams that are competing. You know, So it's... Uh, most of them are vehicle manufacturers, uh, uh, motor vehicle manufacturers, teams like uh, Mercedes, Ferrari, uh, you've got Aston Martin, you've got uh, McLaren, you know, those you can just listen to the days, you know, those are the elites. And then you've got, you've got other teams like uh, Red Bull that don't manufacture vehicles, you know, but they've partnered with uh, companies like Honda that do manufacture vehicles. So Formula One basically is, um, it's a technical sport. So that's basically where these guys show who can be the most innovative, you know, the most, uh, who can come up the best ingenuity and all of that. That's where those guys get to flex their muscles, you know, like the, the best of the best, you know, get, uh, yeah, get the, the biggest slice of the, the cake, I guess, uh, which of course is the prize pool. You've got the drivers or championship. So, Obviously, these guys are striving to achieve something, right? Uh, there's a title that comes with uh, being the best, you know. I mean, you know, you, getting to Formula One in itself is an achievement, you know, being recognized as a Formula One driver, that's uh, that's something. But to be the best among the Formula One drivers, that is the absolute, you know, peak. Yeah, just like you're up there, you know, you're recognized as the best. So you strive to achieve that. So... In each season, you know, you have a different number of races depending on each season. This season, we have 23 different races. Each race is known as a Grand Prix and uh, they all take place in different parts of the world, you know, like uh, the last race, which was yesterday, was in uh, Monaco and the previous one was in uh, Spain. And uh, I think the one before that was in Italy, if I'm not mistaken. No, no, it was in uh, Portugal, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was in Portugal. So races take place in different parts of the world, you know. And uh, of course, this being an elite sport, you know, right up there, there's uh, racetracks have to meet certain standards, you know, that to host a Formula One race. So, you know, it has to be the absolute best of the best. And um, yeah, so I mentioned the Drivers World Championship. So, um at each race that takes place um the top 10 drivers score points so of course the guy who finishes first gets the most number of points that guy gets 25 points and then the guy who finishes second gets 18 the guy who finishes third gets 15 fourth gets 12 mm-hmm. fifth gets 10 six get eight seven gets uh six uh, eight gets four nine gets two and ten gets one the rest don't get any points so Basically, you want to win as many races as possible, obviously, because you get the most points. And the guy who gets the most points at the end of the season is crowned world champion, you know. 
but uh, it doesn't always work out like that you know like uh, it is possible for someone to have the most wins in a season but not win the title and uh, by that i mean that yes of course if you win every race in the season then you you are going to win the title but you know that it's it's rare that someone gets to win every race in the season i'm not sure if anyone has actually achieved that um, because there's so many things that go into it so many variables that go into it that can affect the outcome of the race but yeah so generally the most consistent driver is the one that wins the title so you could have a guy who wins um more races but the guy who's more consistent you know can win the title so the guy who finishes second at every race is going to beat the guy who finishes first in um let's say four or five and then in the other races you know he finishes uh, fifth sixth maybe he doesn't even get in the points you know so the guy who's the most consistent is the guy who's uh, going to win at the end of the season so yeah so that's uh, pretty much it for the drivers world championship now for the constructors world championship so each team has got two cars so obviously two drivers and uh, those drivers score points like i mentioned in the race and depending on uh, where they place you know if they place inside the top 10 they get points so the constructors title is basically a sum or an addition of both those drivers points at the end of the season from each race that they compete, uh, they contested in, um, you add up all their points and that is going to add up to the team's overall points or the constructor's uh, points. So, of course, the team that has the highest number of points is the one that wins the constructor's title. So you want to be sure that you get two drivers who are delivering, who are going to be consistent. If it's possible, let them get first and second at every race. If you've got drivers who can consistently do that or are consistently up there, you know, finishing in the top five frequently, those are the guys. That's the team that's going to win the constructor's title. So it's very important for each team to ensure that they've got two strong drivers so that they, they get the most out of it. So yeah that is it for the drivers and the constructors title all right formula one weekend like what happens man like uh the three days you are saying it's a technical sport, but what is the technicality, man? Like, how do they prepare? All right, so uh, uh, a Grand Prix starts on a Friday. So the teams arrive at whatever um, racetrack they're going to race to. I think they arrive on a Wednesday. How do they even arrive at the location? They fly around, obviously. <laughs> these guys have got money. It's a billionaire's club, but so these guys have got private jets and all of that, so they fly around, you know, so it's... Uh... You can drive it, can you? You can drive it around. <laughs> Needs to be transported. So I, I don't know if they use, uh, depending on the region, I'm sure some some are um, flown out. You know, they fly, if they're going maybe to the States, I'm sure that they fly them over there. And then the um, um, other, via, other depending on the location, I'm sure some are transported by a truck and all of that. So do, I, I think it really just depends on where they're racing. You know, if they're racing in within the same region, yeah. I'm sure that they do uh, ferry them over from one place to the other. Actually, I haven't even looked up how they do transport them around. I just assume that obviously they fly them around because if you're going to have a race in Australia and then the following race is going to be in uh, the Middle East, then uh, I'd imagine that they fly them over because, you know, uh, there's usually a gap of two weeks within 
races. So you find like we've had this uh, race weekend. So the guys go home, they rest for this weekend that's coming up. And then the following weekend, they've got uh, another Grand Prix. So the one that's coming up is going to be in uh, Baku, Azerbaijan. I, I, I hope I got the pronunciation right. But yeah. So typical race weekend starts on a Friday. You've got free practice one and two. Like I said, it's a very technical sport. So each racetrack is different. You're going to have different conditions, different track layout. You've got uh, different um, climate conditions, um, wind speeds and all of that, humidity, temperature, all those things come into play. So teams want to find the most uh, balanced setup, the setup that's going to get the most out of the weekend um, with whatever it is that they're, they're, they're dealing with. So you find that a track that uh, is has got a lot of tight corners and all of that stuff, you know, it might require a lot of downforce. So you find that they're going to come with uh, fancy wings and all of that to try and ensure that they get the maximum downforce. What is downforce? That is basically just a uh, reverse lift like what makes an airplane fly you know obviously you've got these uh the wings on an aircraft that uh, provide create lift to lift it in the air but in formula one you know they do the opposite the lift is inverse is forcing the car into the ground so that's how they get to do these insane speeds i mean in theory a formula one car can drive upside down you know because that's how much downforce they create because they're creating opposite lift it's incredible so uh, there's a lot of technical aspects to it that uh, is you know if you're really into that stuff it is fascinating um but yeah so teams are basically trying to find the optimum setup for the weekend because um you've got three events that take place on the weekend so you've got the free practice sessions and you've got qualifying and you've got the race so qualifying and the race of course are important qualifying is basically um the event that determines where you're going to start the race, so which position you start in. So um, the fastest guy or the guy who sets the fastest time, of course, you know, you go out, set your lap times, or I'm sure I have to explain what the lap time is. So it's basically you try to complete one lap as quickly as possible. And the guy who completes that lap the quickest, obviously, is going to be the first guy. So that's the guy who starts first, then the second fastest starts second, third fastest starts third, all the way up until the last guy. So there are three practice sessions. The first and second happen on a Friday. First one happens on a Friday morning. Second one happens on a Friday afternoon. You go on to Saturday. Saturday is the final practice session in the morning. That's where now you pick the setup that you're going to run with for the rest of the weekend. Once you're the, pick, the setup that you pick in a final practice, that's it for the race weekend. That's the one that you're going to run all race weekend. You're not allowed to adjust it. Um, until, of course, the end of the weekend, you know, after the race and all of that. And Friday, Saturday afternoon, you've got qualifying, like I said, the guys who set the fastest lap times um, all the way down to the slowest. That determines where they're going to start the race on Sunday. And then, yeah, you've got the race on Sunday itself. So the guy who gets to the finish line first is the guy who wins the race. Or the guy who completes the predetermined number of laps first uh, wins the race. Obviously, you've spoken so passionately, so passionately about uh, Formula One, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is like one motivation to 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 start Formula One? Uh, what 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 was yours? All right, okay. So uh, when I was younger, I think that was in two thousand nine. Uh, my aunt uh, brought two video games. That was for 
PlayStation. So she brought uh, FIFA 9 for me and then she brought Gran Turismo for my little brother. And I played FIFA because, you know, everyone at the time was into FIFA. You know, FIFA was the end thing and everyone was talking about FIFA and all of that stuff. I think that was at the point when, uh, was that 2009 or 2000? Yeah, I think it was 2009 or 2008. I can't remember. But that was, I think, after the PlayStation 3 had come out. But, you know, like, uh, I was still on PlayStation 2 and everyone, you know, it was all about FIFA, FIFA and all of that stuff. And uh, I wasn't really feeling FIFA, you know, as I kept playing it, it was just like, yeah, FIFA is not really, you know, my thing. And yeah, so that's how my young brother and I just swapped games. Like, okay, I'll play Gran Turismo now. You, you can play FIFA. And he got heavily invested in FIFA. Like, for him, that was it. Now he became a big FIFA fan. And then for me, I was playing Gran Turismo and I was like, oh my goodness, this game is actually really good. And, you know, and that's why I really got into cars now. So since then, I've just been a huge car fan and all of that, following, you know, everything to do with cars. I would get the car magazines whenever they would come out, you know, because at the time they were really cheap. So school pocket money, just go over to um, one of the stores that had the car magazine, just buy one, and then just start browsing through all the car magazines at the time. And uh, I mean, that's where really my interest in motorsport really um, stepped in. So that's where I kind of heard about Formula One, you know, I'd see all these ads, Formula One cars and all of that stuff. I didn't really know about it, you know, and then I would just be, um, you know, whenever I'm watching TV, just something random would come up about Formula One and they'll be talking about how this guy named Sebastian Vettel, they'll call him the, the new Michael Schumacher and all of that and how he's dominating the sport and all of that and he was all over in these magazines and I'm like, huh, who's this guy, you know, but at the time... Um, I was still in high school, so uh, I think that was much later on now. And I started really hearing about Formula One. I'd say that was 2012, 2012. Yeah, 2012. Heard about Formula One. End of the season, heard this guy, Sebastian Vettel, won the championship. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Following year, same thing. Heard this guy, Sebastian Vettel, won the championship. But now I, I hadn't seen a race at that point, you know, like... Uh, I hadn't really sat down to watch a race. I would see highlights here and there, but never really got to watch a race. I'm like, this seems interesting, you know, I'd hear all these things about this guy, Sebastian Vettel and all of that. And so 2014 came around. That was grade 12. And uh, yeah, end of the season, I hear this guy named Lewis Hamilton won. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? What the heck just happened? Because I got so used to Sebastian Vettel winning. So I was like, wait, what happened? You know, so following year, of course, I was free. I didn't have to study, you know, because it would be very difficult for you to sit in front of the TV in a Zambian household, start watching TV when you've got exams, you know, when you're in a, an examination class, there would be those, those, you know, those looks that you'd be given. So uh, yeah, 2015 yeah. came around. I was free. I was not doing anything. So I'm like, oh, cool. Watch the first race of the season. Dude, I think that was it for me. Like, I was just fascinated by what I was seeing. Like, this is incredible. You know? And uh, at that time, Sebastian Vettel was now racing for Ferrari and uh, he had moved from Red Bull. And the following race, he won. And I was just like, you know, that's when I really got invested in it because that's the guy I've been hearing about. And, you know, he kind of became my hero now. It's like, oh, Sebastian Vettel, you know, like he's he's taking the fight to these guys. Maybe he can get his title back, you know, like all of that. And since then, that that's just been it for me. That's when I got really hooked into the sport, you know. And, and it all just started with basically a video game that I played uh, a few years ago that got me into cars. And then from then on, I got into motorsport and uh, that's been it. And I think Formula One being the pinnacle of motorsport, the highest class of motorsport, that's, yeah, that's where I've been uh, since it started. Um, so 
I'd say I got into Formula One in 2015. That's when I got really invested in it. But I'd been following it since uh, 2012, but I hadn't really watched it as much as I did. 2015 was, I think, the first full season I ever followed. Like, I watched every race that season. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good. There is so much passion in this sport. It's such a... A sport that, you know, if you sit down and you watch it with an enthusiast, that's when you're really going to feel it. And you're really also going to get invested in it because, like, you know, it's become the family sport now. Like, when I'm watching it, you know, I watch it with everyone. I mean, even my mom's into it. She follows it. My dad's into it. And, you know, my mom's the least... She's far from a petrolhead. Like, she's not really into anything to do with cars, you know. But she also follows Formula One, you know, because that's just how much passion there is behind it. You know, you see the enthusiasm. And w- once you get to experience it, you know, like, once you get to experience the sport, and once you understand what's going on, you realize just how fun it is. You know, it's enjoyable. It's it's not so predictable. People assume it is predictable. It's not, you know. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a great sport. Like, it's really fun, you know. And, um I think over the years, now that we've gotten to interact more with the drivers, you get to see them on social media and all of that, you know, and um, just get to see how they express themselves and all of that. I feel like you become more and more connected with these guys, you know. So it's 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 impressive, you know, like where you've even got drivers being awarded for sports personality of the year, you know, because that's just how um, connected or kind of becoming with the drivers you know in recent years so it's uh i think it's a sport that anyone who gets into it now would, would actually enjoy you, know? you don't really have to be into cars but you know once you understand what's going on you will get to enjoy it it's uh it is a good sport yeah it's a good sport all right now brings yeah. me to the last question, questione. So, why is it always the same guy winning? I won't mention his name, but why is it always Lewis and Hamilton winning? <laughs> you went ahead and mentioned his name. All right, okay. So, <laughs> why is it always the same guy winning? Well, I would say that, yes, over the last six, uh, is it seven years? Seven years, uh, we've just had one guy winning the titles because, uh, well, actually six years, sorry. Um, we've only had one guy win the title. Last seven years, it's just been one team uh, winning the title because, like I said, it's a very technical sport and you're fighting for tenths of a second, literally tenths of a second. We're not even talking about fighting. There's a difference of a, a whole second because, you know, the difference of a whole second is massive in Formula 1, you know, like uh, the difference between first and second will be hundreds of a second. You're talking about if you were to see these cars setting a lap time side by side, you know, you, would be able, you wouldn't be able to pick up the difference using the naked eye. You'd need to use all these computers and all of that that are going to analyze which car is just ahead of the other. You know, you wouldn't be able to see it in a photo finish. That's how close, you know, uh, these guys are, you know. So each team is fighting for tenths of a second. So you find that from first to tenth place, they're all just within one second of each other, you know. So one guy is two-tenths of a second, that's maybe 0.2 of a second, 0.3 of a second, 0.4 of a second, 0.5 of a second, all the way up until um, tenth place. So you really need to have the best equipment. The guys who give drivers the best equipment or the team that gives the drivers the best equipment are likely to win consistently and are likely to win uh, 
most of the time. So, of course, a lot of driver skill goes into it, you know, but you could have all the skill in the world, but if you don't have the equipment, you know, you're not going to, to, to deliver, whether you like it or not. You can get a lot more out of the car, yes, if you've got um, average equipment, you could probably get more out of it, but, you know, ultimately you want to make sure that you give each team gives the drivers the best package that there is and the, the one that's going to get the most performance consistently because there are times where teams will deliver at one racetrack you hear like this recent racetrack where the ferraris were quite competitive you know they were they were right up there but you know in previous races they were unable to do that and maybe in the, the, the coming race they'll not be able to perform because you find that some cars might be strong on some tracks and others are weak on some tracks so you want a car that is going to be right there like it's going to perform at this track it's going to perform at that track it's going to perform at that track so the car that is the most consistent in terms of extracting uh good performance those are the guys that tend to to win the title win the races and all of that so um let's just say our good man was uh, fortunate enough to find himself that drive with a team that is consistent and obviously the team that's the most consistent obviously is the best so you want to race for the best team and uh man happens to race for the best team and he's very talented so i will not take that away from him he's very talented you know but um yeah at the end of the day if you've got really good equipment and you don't have too many competitors around you and not that you know the other guys are not good enough or anything no but if they don't have the equipment to compete with you, you know, at the end of the day, the only job that you have is just to ensure that you get the most out of it. And that's what each driver is doing, trying to get the most out of, out of the cars they're given. And so you know, he happens to have the best equipment. He happens to be one of the best drivers of all time. And uh, yeah, he's, he's right up there. Do I personally think that he is the best on the grid right now? No, I don't. I do believe that there is... Uh, a better talent that's out there, the guy who's actually leading the championship right now. We don't mention his name, yeah, but he's not necessarily in the fastest car, but he's getting the most out of it because, you know, um, it's it's quite easy to, for me anyway, how I place a car or rate a car, I just compare each team because each team has got two drivers, so you basically just average it out, try to compare one driver to the other one and then just place the car right in between where they are so you have an idea so if someone is underperforming so you're not okay maybe this driver is underperforming so this is where the car is this guy is getting the most out of it so this is where the car is so i kind of place it right in between there so that way i have an average and right now i feel like uh the best car on the grid obviously is the mercedes you know uh, as they've been for the last seven years still i personally feel that they are still the best and uh red bull is right behind them you know it's not too much of a difference and um you know, the guy who's leading the title right now, he's, uh, he's extracting the most out of that car consistently. And, uh, yeah, it's translated to him being at the top, even though he's not in the fastest car. And uh, that's what makes the sport exciting at the end of the day. You know? And I think this season is even the best season for anyone to jump into Formula One because, you know, it's, uh, it's not as straightforward as it's been in the, the last few seasons. I mean, the last few seasons have been exciting, don't get me wrong. You know, I feel like this season has just got that. There's something special to it because, you know, there's, uh, you don't know where it's going to go. You have no idea where it's going to go. And that's, uh, that's a good part about it. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun at the moment. So anyone who wants to get into Formula 1, I would recommend that they get into it right now. You know, next race is uh, a couple of weeks' time. I think the other weekend, uh, not this weekend, but the upcoming weekend after that, uh, there's going to be a race. And... Uh, 
it's a good time to actually jump into Formula One right now, you know, get into it. Um, and, you know, the more you watch it, the more you'll be able to understand. I mean, they, there's a lot that I could talk about, you know, going to the, all the technical details and start explaining what yellow flags are, what blue flags are, and what red flags are, and all of that. But I feel that as an introduction, uh, this is the best that I can do for someone who wants to get into the sport. I think maybe we can do subsequent you know, episodes where we'll be telling, discussing uh, a race weekend that has this fast and uh, then I can be explaining all those things, talk about red flags, what yellow flags are, and all of that stuff, you know, because I'm sure they'll encounter those things and, you know, it would be a lot easier to explain it after a race has happened because if they've witnessed it in the race and they see that, then they'll be like, okay, what was this, what was that? And I'll be able to explain it a lot better. So, yeah, but as an intro, I think this is it. I think that's very, very insightful. You can find this podcast on uh, Anchor and on Google Play. Yeah, yeah, Spotify. All right. Uh, thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for this recording. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been, uh, it's been great. So I would recommend watching Formula One Drive to Survive on Netflix. It is a great behind-the-scenes show that will give you some insight to um, Formula One in general, and it will be a good introduction to the sport. So if you're getting into Formula One and you want to know more about it, just watch Drive to Survive, and uh, I think it would, it would bring you up to speed a lot better. So yeah, take that into consideration.